This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of Just Kidding, It's This Month. This month's episode of this week's episode. I'm your angry boss lady, Angie Fernot. With me, as always, is Code Monkey of Mayhem, Chris Randazzo. Hey, is that TV's Lorelai Gilmore? <laughs> oh my god. The cute, quirky, cutthroat, Karen Randazzo. Uh, I have questions. And my danciest, singiest, most mind-readingest, Evan Goldstein. Your boy is hurting. That song gets real dark. <laughs> This is episode number 215 for the week of September 5th. This week was my pick. I chose Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. But before we get into that, this is your weekly reminder, actually monthly now, gotta remember these terms, <laughs> that you can get in touch with us at mail at Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And tell us what you want us to watch. Please, stop making me make choices. They're never good. We always want to hear from you. So please, pretty please, let us know you're there. All right, kids. So. The confidence on display in this episode is really heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> now that I didn't throw up, and yes, listeners, I'm still nervous about hosting this podcast, and I absolutely dry heaved before we started. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the, the update. I and the visual. Dry heaved. Is, it, is, that, is that one word or two? Is that hyphenated? Hyphenated. Get a dictionary, bitch. Because the thing is, the hyphen means that the word before it is is a, a descriptor for that thing. You know? Ah, <laughs> makes sense. It's Aww. not just heaves, it's dry heaves. I love it. We're learning so much already on this podcast. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, so. We have been apart for almost a month. It's been too long. I've missed you deeply. We have We've celebrated. We've all been on vacation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have celebrated greatness. We've done vacation stuff. How was your vacation? Uh, it was it was exhausting. I yeah. mean, if you I don't know if you've ever been on vacation with two small children, but oh, it's I not have. really vacation. Yeah. yeah, like we vacated our home. <laughs> <laughs> we took their bullshit somewhere else. <laughs> And there was much bullshit. Oh, man. <laughs> it was fun. It was just not relaxing. All right, kids. This is why parenting <laughs> So sucks. wait a second. No, because like, I feel a theme because our vacation 
most of our away vacation was not relaxing. Our vacation was fucking awesome. What are you talking about? 110 floors, honey? Uh, last time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Don't listen to this bullshit. Okay. Okay, listeners. Okay, Chris and Karen. I'm going to tell you some truth right now. Evan loved this vacation. I took him hiking. Shut your face hole. Let me finish this because I will end you. I can throw this chair across this room. Okay. I will turn this podcast right around. I will do it. Good sir. Drive it off a cliff. Yes. Listen, we were on a very big cliff. I know a good one for driving this podcast right off. No. Here's the deal. Okay. Evan has never been hiking before. We went hiking together. We went to a place called Chimney Rock and it's very high. And it was... Over a hundred flights of stairs, literal stairs, by the way, for parts of this hike, because they decided let's make it possible for people to climb up a rock face without actually climbing a rock face. Therefore, fucking stairs. And there were they were zig- like they kept going back <laughs> so and annoying. forth and, and in circle. Like those are called switchbacks. <sighs> yes. Well, they no. definitely switched back and forth, and they Bad. were oof. So. We did all this, though, and the parts where we were actually in the woods, like, hiking, like, proper hiking, he loved it. In fact, we were on the trails for, what, four hours, five hours? Give or take, yeah. And for the entirety of the time that we were there, Evan did not vape. And, dear listeners, I have been trying to get Evan to quit smoking slash vaping since we started dating three years ago. And he is so close to quitting, but... He still has the habit, and he didn't think about it the whole time we were doing this. Probably because he was slowly dying, but also... I was going to say, was he dry heaving? (laughs) No, I'm the only dry heaver in this relationship, okay? Nothing but wet heaves out of heaven. Exactly. Um, But sensing a theme. He legitimately, like, he was distracted, but also enjoying himself. He had a genuinely good time. I was amazed, and I was so proud of him. So I just have to say, I'm very proud of you, baby. Everything hurts still. Yeah, no. (laughs) Listen, my left calf, it has abandoned me. But, okay, so aside from that, we also had a another successful pain in the ass-a-thon. So, listeners, definitely don't forget to go to pitathon.com because we are still accepting some donations. Um, that was really fun, though. It that was, was yeah, time, yeah, you guys smashed it. Like, great Thank job. You. Thank you. Yeah. It was really fun. Well done. I watched, uh, watched a little bit of it when, you know, whatever I could. And uh, we we had we had a good old time. We watched. Uh, we definitely spent some time watching Mike Sheridan play uh, Bucky O'Hare, mm-hmm. which was uh, wow. That was that was brutal. I had never I had never played that game before. I am also not extraordinarily familiar with the TV show it's based on, mm. which is uh, oh. I I remember its theme song right, and because uh, it had a really memorable theme song. I thought it that was, was a comic. Maybe, I think it was a comic first. Really, I had yeah. no idea. I mean, that makes sense. That's that kind. That's that level of absurdity. I just thought it was, uh, you know, one of those weirdo cartoons that came out of nowhere. Because it, 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 well, I mean, it definitely still is, regardless of its comic book origins. The coolest thing about that, though, and this, like, this goes for this is definitely TV related because you know, comic book, video game, TV, whatever it is. If it's Bucky O'Hare, you're talking about the single greatest name for a spaceship in the history of the history of mankind. <laughs> His ship is called the Righteous Indignation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I would say that that's pretty fantastic. Like, if I ever got a boat, I would call it the Righteous Indignation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you got a spaceship, you would name it that too, but we're just being realistic, I guess. Listen, we'll have multiples, okay? We'll have a one, two, and a three. I don't know what the third one is yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Time Machine? Wow, by Neil Adams. What? what? It was created by Neil Adams. Get the flip out. 
well. Captain Bucky O'Hare. All right, all right. Okay. Was so. it? It was. It, it must have been after Ninja Turtles, right? I mean, that just reeks of like, oh, well, these guys got away with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What kind of crazy green crap can I get away with? Huh? So. Let's have a green rabbit in space. Let's go nuts. <laughs> first appearance was in a comic called echoes of future past number one in may of 1984 whoa so wait chris you're saying that you were unfamiliar with bucky o'hare before mike played it no i was familiar with i was unfamiliar with um actually playing the game i know of the game okay but i've never played the game i've seen the cartoon and geez i didn't realize the comic book was that old that's that's absurd Yeah. yeah. Hey, whatever, man. Learn new stuff every day. Uh, Green Space Rabbit. Blind Righteous it Indignation. It miserable to play, honestly. It really, it really did. Uh, was that the one that crashed right before like he beat it? Yeah. Oh, good times. <sighs> I mean, he, didn't, he wasn't about to beat it. He was just about to beat the boss that he was working so hard to get to. And then uh, game was just like, nah, you're not doing this anymore. Okay, fine. <laughs> nope. I guess I'm not. Yes, these games were rather unforgiving. There was a lot of struggle, uh, so I tuned into as many of the streams as I could, and I was impressed with the ways that uh, people were challenging themselves because, like, no. Some of it I just looked at it, and I was like, thank God that you're doing this and I'm not because I would have thrown my system across the room. Well, that is the point, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. very much so. So I was impressed, though, pulling people in uh, the way that we did. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, um, we do this charity event every year in honor, actually, of Karen's dad. Um, and uh, we did it differently this year because of COVID. So we did what's called a raid train, and we did the whole thing on Twitch, as we usually do. But we went from channel to channel instead of keeping everything on Geek Age channel, and we just had... Um, one big like theme that all of the streamers used and we brought people in that we've never worked with before and it was really cool to see how many people wanted to be involved to the extent where we like added a few extras and still had people making inquiries right up to the day of um, but it was amazing because we had no idea what to expect we didn't know if people were just going to completely not listen to anything that we were asking or if they were even going to promote the event and we you know we were really really pleased but yeah, it was really fun to I be was, the opening act. <laughs> I was super impressed with the fundraising total. I thought there was no way you guys were going to pull down as much as you did, given everything that's going on with people in the world and how many, mm-hmm. how how much uh, hardship everybody is going through right now mm-hmm. that anyone would have any extra money to give to anything. But you guys just did an amazing job mm-hmm. getting the word out there, and people are uh, people are amazing giving to worthy cause so So thank you everyone who donated and streamed and organized and did anything for this because every year it just means the world to our family well it definitely warmed my little heart okay i don't want to talk about this anymore because i'm gonna start crying i'm gonna go from puking to crying i can't handle this what the hell did you guys watch this month (laughs) why just pick one (laughs) stop making me feel feelings (laughs) so proud of our damn community Well, uh, let's see. Uh, did we talk at all about starting Cora? No. Yes. We yes. Can't. You. We, I mean, well, you we said you were gonna. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we've we've officially started the Legend of Cora, and oh the kids God. seem to be pretty well into it. Okay. Uh, J- John oh. and Ellie both think uh, pro bending is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen, Karen, Karen. Yes. What do you think, Chris? It's I love you, but I gotta know. I've been dying <laughs> to know. It's good. <gasps> like, it's not the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but I like it. It's good. It's good. 
<laughs> okay, she likes it. Okay, Chris, go. We're okay. st- well, see, the thing is, we're pretty early on. None of, like, a lot of really, the mo- a lot of the good stuff hasn't really happened yet. You know, we're yeah. only, what, like, four, four five, episodes maybe in? Maybe five episodes. Maybe five episodes in. So, I mean, uh, it, she's she's enjoying it, and that's making me happy. The kids are enjoying it. It's making me happy. I haven't seen it in a little while. Um so I'm really just happy to be seeing it again. Uh, my friend, you know, Mike, actually, we were just talking about, he's, he just, just watched it for the first time today. He oh, was wow. a big Avatar fan, and uh, he never made it past season two of Korra, because, I don't know, he didn't like a lot of season two of Korra, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he finished it today, and he was like, well, that was great. And it was really interesting. You know, season three is really the wacky best. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I still kind of go with... I, I kind of feel like season one's still my favorite just because of, really because of its ending, right? Yeah. Um, that last sh- that last thing that happens in season one is just like, oh my. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's still it's still a really kind of shocking thing. Um, but man, season, th- season three, that's, I had a really, season three has like the cosplay ending, you know, with, yeah. the, with the chains and everything. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen more cosplay of that. Uh, not that I haven't seen cosplay of it, but I remember when the show first came out, there were Korras everywhere, and then when the the whole thing with Zaheer and the chains, I was like, yeah, people are gonna, people are gonna cosplay that, and that's a good, good idea, because it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've gotta be honest, for the amount of conventions that I've attended, not that I'm at a ton of conventions, but I've certainly been at a few, and I've not seen that much cosplay of Korra, which is somewhat disappointing, but I forget. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely everywhere when it first came out, and I feel like, I, I, wish, I, I wish I knew how well it was doing, right? Because we heard how well, um, what's it, uh, Avatar was doing, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was making news. It was like Netflix, Netflix was all, oh, hey, check it out. Everyone's watching this thing. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like they got Korra a little later than they should have like everyone was finishing their streams of uh avatar and just ready for the next thing yeah and cora was like a few weeks too late i think for a lot of people that were to just naturally jump back into it that said i am i am seeing a lot of folks online talking about the fact that they're seeing cora for the first time uh and that it's a really that, that they're enjoying it and i'm also seeing a lot of folks uh, you know, quick side note: a lot of folks are talking about uh, Cobra Kai, which is doing phenomenal on Netflix, apparently. Hmm. So that's that's a big old hooray for me. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I think it was earlier today, <clears throat> a friend of ours, uh, Chris Campana. He, I knew you were going to talk about Chris. He, he made a comment which borderline made me want to unfriend him about <laughs> his dislike for Cobra Kai, and I was like, you know. I, I I thought I I thought better of you than this. And yeah. I ha- like I could not defend it because like the show is we've actually said this the Cobra Kai is better than it should be. Like it, it's better than it has any right to be. And I think a lot of that plays on like the nostalgia we're looking at like we we set the bar so low that when it when it easily jumped over that we were like this is fantastic. I I feel that maybe if you went in with everybody saying this is such a good show, this is such a good show, this it may not, and you don't have that possible nostalgia for it. 
I'm curious to see where it lands for someone. Oh, that could be well, me. I mean, Karen, well, I never had yeah. the nostalgia for it, and I loved it. Yeah, she didn't have the nostalgia for it. So. It's like Karate Kid, whatever. Yeah. Now, and it was there that it is. <laughs> was that before or after Chris had watched it? Uh, no, it was uh, well it was after. after. Well after okay. I watched it. It was for the show. Okay. All right. And yeah, it, 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 that's the thing. The show is just good. It's just a good TV show. Uh, regardless of your Karate Kid expertise. And the whole idea of a washed-up uh, Johnny Lawrence being the protagonist of a show is absurd. Like, uh, that that shouldn't work, but it does, because it's just well done. Yeah. I, 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 agree, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not arguing that point. And also, I'd say for the few episodes that I have seen, it, it definitely had my interest. I just haven't really watched it like i haven't really sat down and given it the time that you and evan have given it but uh i i'm not like actively against it either i think i've just had other things that i've been interested in so i will eventually get there and i will let you know when i finally watch that show because i from what i've seen think that i'm gonna like it i think you will too because it's Mm -hmm. a great show (laughs) i um yeah, but back to back to Cora. Uh, the, the the kids are enjoying it. It's um, the th- it's it's not as easy for kids their age as Avatar is, right? It's mm-hmm. this is more meant for a teenage audience uh, than the little kid audience because Avatar is a, you know, geared towards a younger a, a younger crew. But that said, they are uh, they are certainly digging it enough to be excited to watch it, and they're sitting through sitting through the whole episodes. So. I mean, I, I think it's going pretty well, and it's just it's just really nice to see this show again, because it's so pretty, and J.K. Simmons is so darn good as Tenzin. I just love listening to him talk, and mm-hmm. Mike reminded me earlier today that um, Zelda Williams plays the villain in the last season, and it's... That, that that just I totally forgot about that particular factoid. And David Faustino is is uh, is great in this show, which is a sentence I never <laughs> thought I would say. <laughs> but you know, there it is. David Faustino is great in this show. Every now and, it's, and then we get surprises. It's it's just a it's a wonderful uh, piece of TV, and as something that we get to, it's something that we get to watch as a family, which is kind of neat because we don't really have a lot of that besides movie night you know there's no show that the four of us actually want to watch mm-hmm. there's you know freaking pj masks in the morning but we don't want to watch that show the kids do <laughs> yeah. so it's it's nice i like naga and i like pabu <laughs> naturally um, i like saying those words <laughs> i like that the show surprises me like when what's her face As- asani asami mm-hmm. when she showed up i was like this is a setup and then so far it hasn't been i mean i could be i could be right i could still be right but like i thought for sure it was like oh a beautiful woman just happens to run over like the most successful like rookie firebender dude or whatever this is totally gonna be i don't know something evil and then it it doesn't seem to have been it just seems to be like she's a nice girl who likes him Oh, it, just it, was you a, wait. it was a setup for the love triangle which i was mentioning to karen like that basically goes away after an episode. Like, they have their love triangle episode, and then, like, I'm not saying that that kind of drama isn't still a part of the show and these relationships aren't still a part of the show, but, like, the whole fo- focus of it being this love triangle just 
the show gets over it quicker than most TV shows do. And mm. I give it so much credit for that. And that's kind of what I mean. Like, this girl could still turn out to be bad news, but I would have thought, like, that was going to be what the plot of the episode was. Like, yeah. he, like, falls head over heels for her, and then in Act 2, it's she's, like, twirling her mustache. <laughs> well, <laughs> one, <laughs> one thing I will say is that this show... <laughs> Unlike, uh, I, f- I felt as though there were some, like, love things, like, aspects of love or romance in the original Avatar series, but it was never a main focus of the show. It was just the subtlety of Aang falling for Katara over time. And this this show will have more plot lines involving romance, but it doesn't... To me, I never felt like it took away from the show, and that's Agreed. that's important to me. And you know, it's it's also by the nature of Korra's age; she's older than Aang was. Yeah. You know, it's it's this is a this is a show about what was Aang like thirteen or something? Twelve like, at the start. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's not what the situation is with Korra. It's she is a completely different character than Aang. Yeah. Which is one of the things that's so great about the show is that. She's got very little in common with Aang. Yeah. And uh, I, f- I, was, I finished rereading the first three sets of um, Avatar comics that follow up the series. And during those, you really find out that Ro- uh, Aang was a very different person from Roku. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's part of what makes this show's lineage so interesting is that they're reincarnations of the same... They're reincarnations of each other, but they are so wildly different from one another. And that's uh, ju- it's just part of this show's magic. Yeah, and, uh, and that's and, something and wonderful world. That's something that I I have told you guys like I struggled with initially, and I'm really glad that I I decided to stick through it and like stay with Cora. But that's awesome. Also, okay. as predicted, Ellie strongly identifies with the early, you know, toddler version of Cora saying, "I'm the Avatar. <laughs> you gotta deal with it." <laughs> that is. I love your child so much. <laughs> <laughs> you take her then. <laughs> pass. No, Hard pass. I would, you know what? Listen, we're going to be besties someday. You just wait. Okay, so Avatar, been watching that. Anything else been on the list? Yeah, we finished, uh, finally finished the last season of Shit's Creek. Yes, we did. We finished the last. Yay. That was. <laughs> it was delightful. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. Um, I wasn't sure based yeah. on your tone. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's, you know, it's great. Everybody thinks it's great. So, like, we now agree and see what everybody was talking about. This is not one of those cases where everyone is like, this show is amazing. And we're like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, w- what I will say is I feel like it did a really amazing job of um, character progression. Like if you look back at how the sh- the uh, the roses were when they first came to Shit's Creek and where yeah. they ended up, they're like completely different people, but the same people, just way better versions of themselves. Like they all like became good people. That's good. And that's kind of like that. That's the whole thing with this show is that them this 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 crappy thing that happened to them. Where they lost all their money, like it wound up being this kind of like blessing in disguise. Yeah, for the them. best thing that ha- could happen to them. Evan, were you watching that Which... for a while? I was. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. I feel like somebody actually said that to them at one point early in the show. Like, this could be the best thing that ever happened to you. And it actually turned out it was. And uh, have you guys watched it all the way through? No. Mm -mm. That's what I was asking, though, because I remember being curious about this show. And it's cool that you guys actually finished it. What kept pushing me away was the the kids. Like, some of the storylines about their children were just, just... they were just too much for me at points and it's a shame because like the i really liked the you know the the the, fa- the mother and father like is that the one mm-hmm. wait this is the one where uh kevin McAllister's mom is on it yes or? yeah yes it's so funny that that's how who, who you think of <laughs> Catherine fucking o'hare it's Catherine o'hare <laughs> yep yeah and eyebrows mickey um but yeah it it, it was like most of the episodes were, were very entertaining for me. It was just at, at points I like this is the, the daughter was just over the top and it's the narcissism and, and all of that. And uh, you're saying that they, I, they change, they, they become better people, which I would go as far as to say they both become endearing. Ooh, yeah. And I, I also That's really didn't. Statement. I mean, I, I thought um, the son was pretty great to begin with, but uh, like, I mean, obviously not pretty great because, like, that's kind of the point is that they were kind of Terrible crappy people. people mm-hmm. But um, I didn't really like her very much either. And uh, by the end of the show, yeah, I would go so far as to say that she became endearing. And it's funny because I liked the son more than I liked the daughter. And I think it was because he had that the girl to play off Stevie, of, I guess. yeah. Oh, Stevie's just wonderful. And she is, yeah, she was great. Like, I really liked her character. <laughs> Especially in contrast to his character like the way she i don't know to say there she was combative it was it's not the right term but you you understand what i'm trying to like she would point Mm -hmm. out your your jackass yeah antagonistic yes and it was a lot of fun but i just some of those storylines like when i think i made it as far as the daughter was doing um i don't want to say charity work when you are like she was on probation and she was painting fences oh, the roadside and, trash thing. and i was yes. like what what is going on here why am i sitting here watching this woman and i stopped one of my favorite things about watching you watch that show though was the fact that like evan gets really uncomfortable for characters yeah like so there'll be a scene and he'll just be like i, I kind of want to skip this i just don't know if i can handle this and it seemed like there was a decent amount of that in this show so so it was fun for you angie <laughs> yes i definitely got a kick out of it uh, well, we enjoyed it. We would recommend it to anyone. Nice. Agreed. Cool. It's a it's it's a real solid show, top to bottom. Well and worth sticking through, and and good. It, whether you're super paying attention to it or just background watching it, it works in both cases. Because I did a lot of both for this show, where I was sometimes I was like really just, and this is what I'm watching, and sometimes I was doing something else in the background while watching. <laughs> this is what it. I'm in the room really, with. Yeah. Exactly, and it really works for both because there's not like a lot of huge through lines that you need to pay it's like super close attention to. Like it's it's just a really really well done show uh for all situations. It's a, it's it's the half hour comedy that you want in your lives. Wow. Indeed. Good a bold endorsement. And speaking of excellent endings, there's one other thing I watched um that I need to talk about, which is that I finished Smash. <laughs> okay. Like did you, uh, you 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 watched both seasons? Both seasons. Okay. 
Yeah, and uh, I think last time we talked, I had started season two. Yeah. Um, and it did get to be kind of a mess. And I would say that, like, I'm not... I would say it was justly canceled. It, <laughs> it, it kind of got, you know, it got to be a bit of a train wreck. But it uh, last time we talked about it, Chris had said he was not interested in a rewatch because he remembered it having been canceled and not really ending. But it did. They must have had some amount of warning that they were going to be canceled because the last episode, they wrapped up every damn thing. Oh. It was rushed for sure, but everybody got an ending. It wasn't like, well, we'll never know what happened with this guy. It was, nope, every single person. Not only cool. got an ending, but a happy ending. I, for yeah. the most part. Phrasing. Call back to uh, Shit's Creek and the ending of that. <laughs> Um, yes, the last episode of that show is called Happy Ending. Read into, the, have fun with that. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, every you know, everybody, everybody, you you know what what happened to them. And the other thing I, is, I don't remember that at all. Which really, yeah, really I mean, says we got we got. I mean, the show starts with like the you know the workshop cast of Bombshell, and it goes straight up to the, the last episode is the Tonys where. Bombshell wins a bunch of Tonys, really? and like that's I pretty don't much. Remember that at all? That's pretty much beginning to end in the life of a show. Like that's after true. that, it's yeah. just they're just running for years or whatever. Um, the other thing is that, like, yeah, it was a train wreck and it was full of drama. But as we all know of, from my love of another musical-themed, drama-filled train wreck show called Nashville. That's kind of my jam. Um, it's your wheelhouse, your bread and butter. And it doesn't make it a bad show. Like, it was a fucking mess, but it was great to watch. It was really fun. The music was fantastic. Uh, you know, I get to continue to see Jeremy Jordan be adorable and sing things. And, like, I just... I just it was a win for Karen to end. Yeah. Listen, so, I understand having that 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 desire for the thing that you're not supposed to. Like, I love '90s teen melodrama, and I don't know why. <laughs> so, about, oh my god, it's like a very strong love, by the way. But I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would say, you know, if you haven't seen it before, or if you have, but you're not sure, like, if it will, you know, stand up to a rewatch. I would encourage you to go for it because um, I really liked it and. I mean, I'm still bopping around the house singing songs from it, and Chris is still like, "Oh, you watched Smash Day, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> like, so, and this is why I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, watch Smash. How about you guys? What the heck did we hold um, on? What I have a question for Chris. Okay. We, we all go ahead. So, as you know, some people know, I I edit SAG, and you and Dan started talking about you and Karen watching a Netflix show. High score. And oh, now, that's right. I that's only the got other thing. your side of that. I Because I, you said something about how Karen was feeling about the show. I wanted to hear her, like, whether she agreed with you or not. So here's how TV goes in our house. We put the kids to bed. We come downstairs. We're like, all right, what shows are we in the middle of? We decide what we want to watch. We watch an episode or two or three of whatever it is we want to watch. And then it's like, well, it's getting to be close to time to go to bed. And neither one of us can actually get up off of our asses. So, like, I'm scrolling on my phone. He decides to pick up Animal Crossing or whatever. And in this case, that, like, 
okay, it's time to go to bed, but we're not quite ready to get up thing happened to be that he picked up. He was like, I'm just going to put an episode of this high score thing on and see, you know, how long I can make it. I wanted to watch it before SAG because I really wanted to talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I have another like block of thing that I'm stitching here and I want to finish it. So I'll sit here or whatever and see. I, I don't mind if it's on in the background while I'm not really watching it. I sat there for the whole damn thing and I've watched three more with him since. Like... <laughs> It's just not the most riveting subject material for me. A lot of this stuff I have heard him blather on about for what, 16, 17 years we've been together now. Like, this is not new information to me. But I really feel like they did a great job with the presentation of it and making it digestible for people who are not Chris. Yeah. Like, nice. Good. Yeah. That, that is a really 100% good my assessment i mean well. every once in a while i'll bristle when they say something like if you don't know what atari is that's okay and it's like no it's not okay <laughs> no it's not i mean i'm not i'm not miss gamer supreme or anything but i know what fucking atari is because i'm 40 years old and if you're not then get out of here and get off my lawn <laughs> and that's really that's what i said about it to dan is that i mean i, I love these stories i know these stories quite well but I've never seen them told this way before because it tells them in a way that is so everybody in a lot of people in my circles have talked about have talked trash about this show because it does play fast and loose with certain aspects of history it uh certainly isn't um as thorough as it could be you know mm -hmm. there there are a lot of important things that it leaves out but it's it does what it does to try and tell these specific stories that they were able to get the, the specific information for. But a lot of folks in the gaming community have said, uh, this show's trash, watch um, the gaming, the video game years instead, which was a, a series, it was a YouTube series, it's on Amazon Prime, I think. Uh, and so I did. I you tried it out, and I just talked about this on Stone Age Gamer last night, and the thing about the, the, the difference between this show and the video game years is that the video game years is like that VH1 show where they've got, like, a bunch of personalities talking about these mm -hmm. things, like, hey, this is what Are the, they gaming personalities, or are they just random? They are. Okay. They're gaming, like, YouTube personalities and stuff, and it doesn't come from the same place of, like, reverence or importance, and so I watched the first episode of the gaming years, and... There was a big chunk of it that was, uh, oh, well, this is, uh, here, here we're holding an Atari and we're going to make fun of the, uh, the wood grain paneling on the side and, you know, just, wow, look how ridiculous this is. It could push, push like three squares and blah, blah, blah. Like it's like they're being like real clever by tearing down this like 40 year old piece of technology. That if it wasn't and for that 40 year old piece of technology, they wouldn't be right. playing the bullshit that they're playing. And at the time, that stuff was incredibly impressive. Like, yeah, sure, you can rip into this stuff now, but at the time, that stuff was incredibly impressive. And pointing out how silly it is that that stuff was impressive at the time doesn't make you cool. And it's not doesn't make for good television, and it doesn't make any of these stories interesting to people who aren't already into them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What this show does is it points out like sure this stuff may seem silly now but at the time 
this was amazing, and here's why. Because this is where technology was, this is where the world was. They always do a really good job of putting you in, like, if this is the 70s, they give you a bunch of establishing shots of, here's the 70s, here's New York City in the 70s, you know? Like, they do all that kind of stuff. They put in the work to make this stuff seem as interesting as it is. Okay, so out of curiosity, can you give a very, very brief, like, elevator pitch of what this show actually is for the ignoramus in the room who doesn't know? This show is called High Score. It's a Netflix docu-series about the history of the video game industry. There we go. It's as if he said that before. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys. I've never heard him be so, like, briefly spoken about anything related to video games ever. That's perfect. Well, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> I did say a very, very brief. He took out she, the heart. She specifically asked for a brief. And what you said last night, or, yeah, it was last night, uh, I wanted, because you may be digesting the information differently. Well, I guarantee you, you're digesting the information differently than Karen is. And you said that she is engaged in it. I wanted to know why like is it because it's situational like you know this i'm sure that they do some sort of skit in between just to get you ingrained in whatever situation you're in are those funny is it or is it the information are they making it digestible for everybody and it's it's definitely accessible to everybody they and, and when i say everybody i mean they are being inclusive of all kinds of communities that you would think of would be Tradition, traditionally ignored by the type of people who would make a documentary about video games like uh, trans people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, disabled people and, uh, you know, just any anybody on the outskirts, anybody, women even. It's just anybody who you would think is not like alpha prime nerd is included in this. Like the person who was the, uh, what the hell, in the first episode... They were the champion of the uh, Nintendo this, World Champ from like 1990. I uh, think. In the first episode, it was the the Space Invaders champion. Oh, the Space Invaders champion uh, is a trans woman. Like oh, really? that's so when cool. She, when she won and she was a kid, she was Bill, but now she's Becky. Oh, neat. And so, like, you see the pictures and, they don't and the make footage a from deal out of yeah, it. Yeah, no, all. it's just like it. But that's part of the story. Is like, well, why did I get so into this game? Is because I always felt like I was a girl, and like everybody told me that was wrong. But when I could just like get in the zone and play this game, I could pretend that I was a girl in this game. And like, it was the first time that she was able to like connect with her gender identity was through this game. And that's not a story that you get to hear. Um, in a in a in a thing made by straight white dudes for straight white dudes like, and there's also the, one of the ones that stuck out to me completely opposite side of the spectrum is just the ridiculous shit that made this industry what it is like it was telling the story of how Howard Scott Warsaw made E.T. <laughs> and when they said how much time he had, Karen was just like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, when you say, is it is it more informational or, or entertaining? It's kind of both. Which but, like, there's, there's things that I know about, like, I've heard him tell me about. They're like, oh, they're going to talk about E.T., uh, what here's what I know about ET. I know it's like the worst Atari game ever, and they like buried a bunch of them in the desert somewhere. They're actually going to talk about this, and then they talk about it, and they tell me a bunch of stuff I didn't know in a way that is interesting. 
Uh, and, and, and that's that's the thing. Like they say, they say it is referred to as you know, the worst video game in history. It's not. It, the game's not even that bad. It's not great, <laughs> but it's super ambitious. And like that's the story of that game is that it's this super ambitious thing that just. Uh, it, it, watch the episode. Watch the first it's, episode it's of the really, show. It's, and it's, it's really interesting, interesting of like you know a, a, how the game came to be and what he was trying to do and what ended up happening because of like the constraints that were put on him and then like how he took it to Spielberg for his approval and Spielberg was like, couldn't you just do Space Invaders? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or like the second episode, the story of how Ms. Pac-Man happened is. It's kind of ridiculous. It's bonkers. Like, it's completely bonkers how Ms. Pac-Man exists. And, you know, it's a story that I knew, and it was one that was really fun to see told that way on screen, and it was in- it's it was interesting to watch, even for somebody who knows the stories. Listen, that game was my jam when I was a kid, so I'm all about Ms. Ms. Pac-Man's Pac-Man. incredible, and its you... history is also really interesting. Are, is it by any chance... Did Okay, because it's... The way you're describing it, it makes me feel... Like the people that were involved with, um, like the toys that we grew up with, I think the toys that made the us, the toys that made it, like yes. that sort of <laughs> reverence for a topic that when they're like, I watched a whole episode about Barbie because the way they, great. the way they explained and told the backstories, like I feel like it's either coming from the same house or, or whatnot, but I like the fact that Netflix is doing these docu series. Like it's it's not just entertainment; it's information. It's not TV; it's HBO. Boom! It is definitely a it is definitely a way to learn about um, video game history, and and that's the thing. There are a lot of ways to learn about video game history, and there are certainly really impressive ways to learn about video game history that are very in depth. But I can't recommend if you want to learn about video game history. Watch Jeremy Parrish's uh, work series on YouTube and read Phoenix by uh, Leonard Herman. And that's a great way to learn (laughs) about video game history, except it is dense. It is kind of like work. They're thick. Yeah, (sighs) right? Those are uh, the, the. that's you're gonna really get all the stuff. information. You're yeah, gonna you're, get all the information from that, but you're not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> you're not gonna be entertained, and there therein lies the big difference. You're not gonna be entertained, and I mean, maybe you will if you're into that sort of thing. But I, I could put you could put just about anybody in front of this show, and who doesn't know anything about video games or even have much of an interest in them, but if they have even a passing interest in pop culture, they'll get something out of this show. And that's something that I find very, I, it's something that I find very interesting about it, and it makes me happy. It's it, is, it makes a good analogy to what my job is because I am an editor for engineers. So like the engineers that I work for uh, know their engineering really fucking well, but they don't know how to write in a way that will like anyone will be able to understand mm-hmm. but they know the information that needs to be told, so they write it down and then they give it to me, and I'm the one who makes it you know able to be understood by people so all these you know the books and series that that chris recommends those are things that are written by people who know their stuff really well but don't know how to tell the tell the information in a way that people will care about and this show was handled by someone who like does what i do which is make it digestible to people i love that who are not experts now we definitely we what did we finish before we went on vacation 
There was something else that you we just watched. Un- we uh, watched Umbrella it. Academy season two, which we watched, yeah. and I want to talk about. And oh, we're baseball. working on finishing Shield now. And yeah, but we've really only had one episode since the last. Yeah, one or two, and it's a podcast. I'm not thrilled with the direction that it's that it's heading. It's Ooh. like I said before, they're they're ju- they're diving back into the Inhumans, and of <laughs> all they the, shoving like, them bad boys down your throat again. It's like you know what? What was the worst part of this show? Let's do that for the finale, and it's handling it well. It's I'm not that bored, but I just wish it wasn't doing what it's doing. <laughs> There's a way to describe it. I'm not that bored. And considering how awesome the first half of this season was with all the time travel, it was so good. And then, like, now i got to deal with this stuff. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh. I, still, I still can't help but feel like there's something I'm missing, but eh, it doesn't matter. What are you guys been watching? Well, oh. here, well, I'll go through real quick what we have been watching. Like, currently, Glee, Psych, and Paranormal Caught on Camera. <laughs> Um, we have been doing quite a bit of, uh, like, on vacation. We watched a bunch. <laughs> we decided to watch movie marathons as of late. So I'm not sorry about not any all. of our choices, Chris. Um, Chris, I, I felt ridiculed last night when Chris <laughs> was making fun of me for watching all five of the Final Destination movies. Look, you brought it up like <laughs> you brought it up like five. it was the most absurd thing on the planet, okay? Don't blame me. I was just playing along. <laughs> Listen, it is the most absurd thing on the planet. Mistakes were made. But there were no regrets. <laughs> None. Um, Lethal Weapon, and we did one more before that. Oh, Bill and Ted. We watched yeah. all of them. But, like, the, the constant that's been on our TV in between all of that is, like, Glee and all like the time. Season three now. I thought we and, were on season four. I don't even know. Nope. Anymore. Season three, episode okay. ten. There we go. Um, it's amazing so, how many cast members in that show are dead now. Yeah. Well, no, he, don't like, tell me that. Well, I told you what happened to Finn. Yeah. So, which funny? Okay, so today we find out that the episode that we watched, we find out Finn's father who was supposed to be a war hero, actually dr- died of a drug overdose, which I just found that is oddly foreshadowing for real life. But um, it was last night we were watching it. and I'm pretty sure it was last night. And in season three, a new character shows up on the Warblers. And I knew about this character and this actor. I'm talking about the Flash, right? So, yes. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I, I was, and we, like, it was late. It was like 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, all right, just one more episode. And put it on and I knew it was and I and I knew as soon as they got into this position like oh they're going down the hallway of the warblers and I grabbed Angela's hand because we were sitting on the couch together because I wanted to feel not just see I wanted to feel her reaction to Grant Gustin showing up on screen and he does she squeezed there was a hand pressure and she got very giddy and then I immediately ruined it by go, yeah, he's the asshole this season. No, he didn't even say that. He opened his stupid face hole, and he was like, like he yeah, just he's a he's a prick. Yeah, in that he is show. a royal douche in this show. And I was so I was like, fuck you, Flash. I'm so disappointed in you. I do not want this bullshit from you. You are wholesome and sweet and kind, and this is unacceptable. God damn it. <sighs> it's it's funny because you know. 
we started watching The Flash and we knew him from Glee because we watched Glee when it aired. Mm-hmm. So right. that's kind I of... actually may have forgotten that he was on Glee. <laughs> I mean, I don't think not, you, don't think you did. Run, but... I, I feel oh, like no, when see. the show started, I feel like you're the one who pointed out to oh, me like where maybe. we knew this guy from. God, you guys, I'm so fucking old. I don't remember Jen <laughs> shit anymore. She forgets the things that she has forgotten. Listen, you can't make that excuse because that's my excuse, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I'm older than you. Oh, damn it. A lot. I forgot about that. You're not that much older than that. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, we're watching a lot of Glee. We're doing a lot of singing in the house, which is always joyful. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Wait, I have a question about this, and I, I'm a little self-conscious about it because I inevitably sing every single episode. And I've now noticed I have this super, I think I'm annoying, habit where, like, I can't help but sing along when we're watching stuff. Is that – how do you guys feel about that? Karen I mean, sings along I sing along to stuff. I do too. Is it annoying? <laughs> like, that, you're, you're in good company. It's okay. fine. It's a safe place. I got, safe space. I did. I got a little self-conscious because I'm like sitting here belting out these tunes unselfconsciously because Evan's with me and I'm like, but he loves me no matter what, right? And then I'm like, mm, don't push your luck, sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, psych. We're watching <laughs> in between. Well, I'm watching. In between other things, like I'm sitting down eating something, I'll put on an episode of that, and then I'll walk in the room and go, "Ooh!" <laughs> and she rem- she's she was a fan of the show, still is. She remembers all of the things that I don't remember at all. I actually forgot a lot, but it's real fun to come back into the show and like any time I can just sit down and pick up an episode. <laughs> I don't even care if I know exactly what's going on in the story overall. I just I really loved Psych. It th- this show, like if we do like. <laughs> when we were doing like Halloween episodes or Christmas episodes of things like I'm I'm saddened that I didn't choose psych episodes because they do great holiday episodes like I just watched one today it was the title of the episode was Tuesday the 17th (laughs) which was one of the guys somebody they knew in their past they went to camp the guy bought the camp and so on like and murder like but it was it was a horror based episode which was and it was adorable like those that's what I like about that show there's not, I get it. Like Friday the thirteenth. Yes, Tuesday. It was yes. Tuesday the seventeenth. <laughs> that's that's Whoa. what they do. But Sorry. there was like a, I said, I'm old and slow. <laughs> it takes a second, right? No, but it was good. You, you there was there was a line um, with okay with the iron sheet. Okay, so at one point in time, <laughs> Sean says to Gus, which are the two main characters, he goes, "It's official. You are the worst. When you and he get to, when you and this other guy get together, you are the worst." tag team ever and then this guy in the back goes really you're gonna say that with the iron sheik and, and what was the other guy's name i don't remember it was like it's, iron uh, sheik and hacksaw jim jugget on the table yeah and then sean just looks at him and goes you really went with that reference now <laughs> i got that reference but i'm 42 years old i don't know who's getting that reference now and that's why i like this show the amount yeah, of non-sequitur references <laughs> so fast so entertaining yeah the, Love that the show. speed of the humor is one of the best parts of that show. And then watching ghost and paranormal stuff get caught on cell phone cameras and a lot of Bigfoots and whatnot. Listen, I'm just going to say <laughs> oh. again, I listen to a podcast called And That's Why We Drink. And it is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. And it's two girls who talk about <laughs> paranormal crime and or paranormal stories and true crime. And... Like, I'm still working my way through the beginnings of this series, but, like, 
oh my god it is seriously just one of the best things ever and the one host used to be a paranormal investigator and they're like talking about all the stuff that they would do and then like you know we watched a bunch of ghost hunters and ghost adventurers fuck you zach and i like would just get so frustrated because most of the time what they're doing they don't catch anything really significant on camera and now there's an entire tv show that does nothing but capture cool shit on camera to the point where there was one episode that we watched where this kid and they have like multiple little stories like i think an episode's 20 or 30 minutes and no, then it's 45 minutes get long the fuck out. yeah they're hour-long like episodes time traveled um so, okay, apparently they're 45 minutes. Who, what did I know? But there's this one story. Well, I guess that makes sense. If they cut out, they replay the video clips at least 10 times That's every <laughs> time. At least. That's so being generous. I, yeah. I it's think like 27. If, right, I think if they didn't do so many replays, it would be, you know, the time that Maybe. I'm putting in my head because yeah. that would be normal. But um, there's one episode where they have like this clip of a guy who's trying to live stream on twitch of all places <laughs> and like shit just starts happening behind him on camera while he's live and people are like in the chat like hey dude are you okay we're worried about you and he's freaking out and i'm like this is my life this is gonna happen to me evan's gonna be at work one night and i'm gonna be sitting here live streaming and all the books are gonna start flying off the shelves it's gonna be like harry potter up in this bitch <laughs> that's why we watch this show at oh like 1 30 in the morning it's, it's great i have really good dreams i promise i'm getting lots so of you're gonna sleep. you're gonna rake this to happen right evan you're gonna make Chris. the books fall off the Chris <laughs> blowing up my spot I'll come dude. for you <laughs> I have something supernatural that won't make you get scared but like might counteract that you know, which is a little Facebook page that I recently stumbled on that isn't TV or anything but it's little videos and it made me just smile so big it's this guy who calls himself Sax Squatch. <laughs> I know Sas- Sax Squatch. All he does is wear a Sasquatch outfit and play saxophone. No, and he's is like he standing playing, in the middle of the woods. Is he playing? Because I watched one where... He's a gift. I know, but I, I... So I don't know if he's really playing, but I watched one where he had several instrument parts to the song and he like had a like a, a keyboard and he started the keyboard and then there was like electric bass and he played part on the bass and, and then you know looped that and he looped all the different parts and then the last part was for him to like play the saxophone and you see him like try and like jam the mouthpiece of the sax into the mouth of the sasquatch costume so like i think he's playing but i don't know but anyway check him out on facebook he makes me laugh it was funny the other day like Karen posts this thing and all I saw was I didn't see the image of it it just said yakety sax I'm like oh I like that so yeah da, 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 da. and then I turn and I hit play and it's this sasquatch playing it on the saxophone I'm like my day is complete now I can go to bed right? I've seen this it's that. officially done <laughs> that's okay. fantastic so that's the stuff where we're you know glazing through their week but you do you did want to talk about um umbrella academy, the academy. this is the first time i can honestly say i've watched a show where this the second season was better than the first and i mean like so good that i was like i don't i i don't even know how to talk about it like i think did you not watch the second season of iron fist 
Oh Death. God, no! No, she no, did no, not. no, no! Remember, you guys, uh, you you like sort of convinced me to want to give it a try, the, but every day I have like for the have... science of it. You're watch, you're rewatching the friggin' Final Destination movies. <laughs> You've got the time, okay? Okay. Just for the science no, of it, it was an active decision no, that we made. Danny Rand gives. I have like a gag reflex when I see Danny Rand. Okay, that fucking guy. Season um, two will change that. I'm okay. telling you, it is one of the most fascinating examples of this I've ever seen on television, right? How is it possible for a show that's so bad in season one to become something that you genuinely care about for season two? It is amazing and so crazy. Even if, like, I sw- even if you don't like it, you will notice like, this got crazy better. Even like, it went from 900 feet underground, buried it, buried in the Alamogordo desert like the ET cartridges, to, I'd watch more of that. (laughs) And I'd do it on purpose. Is that just because our standards are so low from the shitty first season, or is it genuinely a good redemption? Both. It's it's just so much of an improvement that it's actually decent. Yeah, okay. it 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 gets that that steaming turd and polishes it to decent levels. So and, that's, and, and that that's, is amazing. That's the point. Like it became a decent show, and which is fine. We are shocked at the fact that it got so much better to become a decent show. Yes, we're not saying it's an oh, it's a yeah. phenomenal show. It's no, it's not going to blow you away. No, it will a, just blow you away how, how much, much better, better it, it got. Yeah. And then it'll make you mad because, like, well, damn it, now I want to know what happens. And you took nope. it away from me. You nope. went this far only to die. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case. So, Umbrella Academy. But, yes, Umbrella Academy. I mean, I dug season one. I really liked season two. Talk, talk, to, talk to us. It was... Ah. Character development. So much character growth. I was so worried that there was going to be a thing where they would just kind of, like... Like, all of this growth that occurred in the first season, I was worried that at some point it would just be a step backwards, especially with Vanya's character, because she just annoyed the ever-loving crap out of me. And then by the end of season two, I was like, I love this family! <laughs> <laughs> like, I I loved so many of the progressions for the characters. I really enjoyed Allison being married and the fact that, like, just because you know they all find each other again it doesn't mean she just takes her marriage and throws it out the window it wasn't just like hey i'm gonna leap into your arms because we found each other again and like no she had a life she matured she grew she didn't get anything by using her powers like she really owned everything about you know working for what she she had and appreciating it and being respectful of what she could do without using it and I just I, she's kind of my favorite I really just love her outside of Klaus because I mean really what is <laughs> so <laughs> I've I read tell this somewhere tell me how much somewhere. you loved Umbrella, Umbrella Academy who, or who your favorite character is and why you love Klaus <laughs> who's your favorite Umbrella cast and why and is it Klaus why is it Klaus yes um but okay so I've read and I'm gonna I'm paraphrasing this now but I read it somewhere this all of the characters had amazing character growth including Klaus who did not change at all Yes. Okay. Yes. Like he, he yes. his character grew so much, but did not change one lick. Because a lot of his character growth occurred in the first season after he fell in love, 
and well, I felt but, like this like, was the was continuation a... of that. Also, <laughs> him starting a cult. I mean, it's such a Klaus thing not to really do. A cult. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't even really cult. start a cult. He just like said some shit, and people started following him. And what else is he gonna do? He's Klaus. He was quoting songs. Oh my god! From just the throwing 90s. out. Yep, just throwing out these brilliant songs. Don't go song chasing lyrics. waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah i just um i don't want to go on too too long because i could turn this into like an avatar length or supernatural length fan rant but i just want to say that i was so outstandingly pleased with this season of umbrella academy and this is definitely going to be a show that i will continue to revisit and rewatch. and i'd say the only thing that i was a little bummed about and this is not like really a negative it's just a me as a person with my own preferences i wish they would have done a little bit more of them using their powers like especially with the intro like the opening scene right when they're all just fighting at the apocalypse like, yeah oh oh that's really cool i want more of that yeah and then they, they didn't give us more of that yeah, not at all not, not even, even at that. the at the grand finale when you know Oh, I forgot her name, but um, Diego's girlfriend. Oh, she was really interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to... I, I didn't really... I didn't see Mila. exactly where that arc was going, and I was really happy about that. I also have to say I really liked that um, the, the dead one... Ben. They made... Ben. Ben. They, they gave him a really interesting arc, mm. and I was like, oh, man, they killed the dead guy, and I really <laughs> liked him. But then the ending was like, oh... Give me season three, please. <laughs> yeah, so here's my only negative thing to say about season two, is that it's fucking over. Yeah. And where's season three? I gotta wait another fucking year for this? Yep. I'm so mad. I'm yep. so happy that they did what they did with the father. Like, I did not think oh, yeah. that they were actually going to do it, but they did, and I'm very happy that they did. What, the alien thing? Yeah, that the, the, he unzipped. Like, yeah, that was from literally the comic. from the comic, like him unzipping his mm-hmm. face, and they did that. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the few yeah, things that they've like pulled from the comic and, and kept in the story that I was like, holy shit, they really did this. And I was glad that they did because I've mentioned for anybody who has listened to this podcast, thank you for listening this long. But if you were here for the episode where we actually watched the first season of Umbrella Academy, um, like I had basically gone over the whole history of the comics and how this was one of the few times where I really genuinely believed that the television interpretation was better than the original that it came from. Um, the book was not better than the show, in my opinion. And it's just, it's char- like better character development. Like, like well, they did TV character development. Yeah, which was it, good. Was, it was, it was character development period, because I really felt like that wasn't something that existed in the comics. They were a little, a lot more abstract in my opinion. And I felt like, the basis of it was still great. I still thought that they were wonderful comics, but it was just that, like, going through that series, there's a lot of stuff that, to me, like, you know, they had these outlandish story arcs, and the character growth was just not as much of a focus as it was because, you know, television is largely about characters and their interactions, so they had the opportunity to focus on that more, like you said. But, yeah, just certain things about the comic, I was like, if they... If they kept this, it would be really cool. And then they did. Like that, just, I don't know. They, there's, they can't, oh my God, I'm so obsessed. Please don't ever go away. Don't ever end. <laughs> well, it's it's coming back, but it's going to be gone for a while. I know, but this, this is going to be my new Supernatural. <laughs> I'm going to shout out tell. Unsung Hero of Elliot. 
the dude that you know they kept crashing into his house and <laughs> like poor guy like and oh then, yeah i was bummed when they killed him <laughs> like, we, i actually audibly went oh man they killed ellie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was um an unexpected attachment to that character i had no I idea where that was not, gonna go i was not mad at that because um he was uh at least on season one of good girls that we watched he was like a really scummy character oh right that was and the same so, guy like, i had this emotional like reaction to him where i was like i don't want to watch this guy and i'm not mad that he's dead <laughs> this guy's got it coming <laughs> So. He's got it coming from another show. Did <laughs> you yeah. see that other show? Watch that other show, and then you'll agree with me. He had it coming. Yeah, he deserved everything that happened to him. Okay, so we've talked about what we've been watching, which has been a lot, and I love that we are all caught up. If you haven't watched Umbrella Academy Season 2, go watch it and write to us. Tell us what you thought. Um, tell us what we should have talked about that we didn't so we can talk about it again. <laughs> I want to talk about this show all the time. <laughs> uh, in news, we're we, moving we, on. We can scroll real quick through most of this stuff. Yeah, we're going to give you some quick updates. Uh, it, some of this stuff I, I do want to just touch on a little bit. But for the most part, um, the the first thing that is of concern, I think, to all of us is that... Uh, Michael, the creator, the original creators of the Avatar series have stepped down. I can't pronounce their names. Well, uh, Michael Dante I, I, DiMartino and Brian Koenigsegg. Brian K. Word. K. Brian K. Koenigsegg. I don't know. Sorry, dude. They're no longer involved. Yeah, they've. they've yeah, that's down. a huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a... this show is dead to me now. I'm not going to say the show is dead to me. Like. I, I, I'll still watch it, you know, barring any, uh, as long as it doesn't start to really look like that movie, well, I'll what they're still not watch tell- it. What they're not telling you is that Michael and Brian stepped down, but M. Night Shyamalan oh. stepped in to show them yeah, what they were doing wrong. No, yeah, if that's the case, then no, I, I will tag the hell out, like, immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. I mean, look, I'm saying that my, my, the wind has been taken out of the sails almost completely i'll yeah. still watch it because just because they're not involved doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be bad now the reason they left like because of creative differences it does give me pause mm-hmm. that's definitely an issue but these people they other people that were involved in avatar i believe are still involved in this show including people who are involved in the fabulous the dragon prince mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the people who did uh the voltron on netflix mm-hmm. that are these are shows that are inspired by a, a avatar in in big ways and those two weren't involved in those shows either and while those shows aren't perfect i love them love them so i'm not going to say that this show can't be good because these two aren't involved i'm going to say that it's not going to be the show that they wanted it to be, but then again, I don't know what show they wanted it to be. I because they've already they already made Avatar: The Last Airbender, so who knows what it is that they wanted to change about the show because it's going to be this live action retelling. Like there are so many factors that this could actually still be good. It's really unlikely that that's <laughs> the case. Like I'm not I trying to say optimism. yeah, let's all. Let's all jump on. Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm not <laughs> saying that. It's probably going to be trash now, but I'm not saying that it's 
definitely going to be trash now. That that that's that's where I'm going with this. Okay, so ringing endorsement from Chris Randazzo. Right, <laughs> I'm not saying it's definitely going to be trash. But in okay, on that note, I will say I agree with you, and that's where I'm at. But like, my hope for this show has died. Like it, because for them to walk away, especially because they were a part of the creative team does not bode well in my mind and like you said the the wind has definitely been taken out of the sails to the extent where i'm just like okay but if you if you turn this into another like if you turn this into that Shyamalan movie or make this as shitty as iron fist season one i will find your house and burn it down um I anyway mean, and that's that's the thing like they could release a trailer for this that changes everything you know yeah if they release a trailer for this and it looks amazing and it has it even looks like it has the right kind of heart then um, then I'm, I'm i'm sold you know i'm i'm definitely interested in seeing where this where this lands so You're a better person than i i was gonna say man but that would be weird because i'm not <laughs> I'm, a man in case anyone was wondering and therefore i win by i win at being a better man than you by default yeah, you know? but my balls i mean i'll are take bigger. it <laughs> the y chromosome takes the square <laughs> So, speaking of... No, just kidding. Uh, Darkwing Duck returning to DuckTales. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's, 20, pretty, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. We watched uh, we watched a DuckTales one day with the kids, and it was like one where like everybody was in it because the moon was attacking. And <laughs> yeah, it's the, we're in the first part of the season two finale. And, uh, and I, I watched it with everybody, which is not always the case for me with, uh, with the cartoons with the kids. I did not realize what a joke Darkwing Duck is on this show. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> or so, what, what a punchline, I should say. <laughs> to explain that a little bit better, because it's actually funnier than even that makes it seem on the surface, Darkwing Duck was an old TV show, and they had the guy who voiced Darkwing Duck on the old cartoon voice the Darkwing Duck that used to be a TV show that Launchpad grew up with. That guy went kind of nuts because they were going to make a Darkwing Duck reboot, and then he went nuts, and uh, because like he really wanted to be, he wanted to reprise this role, and the people were like, "Heck no, we're not going to have you reprise the role." And so this other actor guy who was obsessed with Darkwing Duck got to play the younger Darkwing Duck, and the original guy who was Darkwing Duck, started getting really angry and started turning into a villain. And at the end of it, he went off to effectively become, if you remember Darkwing Duck mythology, Megaduck. And then this <laughs> oh God, actor guy this. who had nothing to do, like, he really didn't have much to do outside of being the... He was a no-name for this Darkwing Duck reboot, right? So now the Darkwing Duck reboot's not going to happen because all of this crazy drama happened with the original actor. So this guy just decides, I'm just going to be Darkwing Duck now. I'm going to go be a vigilante. So and it, like, the, the actor? That the went, actor, yeah. So <laughs> what you're telling me, if I could put this to real terms, if Adam West didn't yes. get to reprise the role of Batman and then decided to go out in real life and become Batman... Yes, without oh. any of Batman's, like, resources, okay? <laughs> so this is just a dude in a Darkwing Duck costume that almost got to play the character in a revival. Nice. Cool. And has now decided to become a vigilante, and he's not very good at it. 
Cool. I'm what so you just board. said really confused me because for half of it, I didn't realize you were all talking about in the universe. And I thought like the actual voice actor was like, I'm going to become Darkwing Duck. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like if you remember in the original show, there was like a, a there was a, yeah. On mega, DuckTales, yeah. it was okay. I, I know I lost a few of you when I said Mega Duck. He was the one that looked just like Darkwing Duck, but he would like yellow, yellow and, and red on. Yellow and red or yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's apparently where this other the original Darkwing Duck voice is going to be the new Mega Duck or something like that. I don't know. It's it, this show is so freaking good, man. New Ducktales is ridiculous. <laughs> Talk about another show that's way better than it has any right to be. I love it. Okay, moving on. Congrats. I'm glad you're excited. <sighs> Supernaturals. Jensen Ackles. Oh, right. There's a title here. Okay. <laughs> Supernatural's Jensen Ackles joins Boys Season 3 as Soldier Boy. Um, so we're watching this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've we're, we're already in this household a fan of the boys, and I'm just, I'm, now I'm going to be a super fan, apparently. So Yeah, know. we dug the first episode when we watched it for this show, but not really enough to say, yeah, let's really, let's watch, the, let's add this to the rotation, because we had so many other things to watch, but no. I think I, once we finish S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to need to change that deer. I am totally in with it. I mean, I'll watch Carl Urban do just about anything. That dude's amazing. <laughs> also, yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> you said the right thing. Um, yeah, so that that was pretty cool. Very excited about that. Um, this that, is this sad, sad news. <laughs> yeah, that, that leads me to the next thing. Also, I just want to say the character that he's going to be playing is pretty interesting. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is also going to be in The Boys season three. Really? So that's pretty exciting because he's, uh, for those of you who don't know and should watch Supernatural, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Dean's dad on Supernatural. Yay. Um, and Sam's dad. And Sam, yeah. Yeah, Sam's yeah, yeah. But, you know, he doesn't matter right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was also the comedian in the Watchmen movie. He yeah, was. that, oof, oof. That was rough. And he Zack Snyder, ne- baby. He played <laughs> Negan. In the Walking yeah, he played Dead. Negan in The Walking Dead, and he, he did a pretty good job at that. Even though I he's got really some checked out that days. show by that point. Yeah, I definitely. Hey I, man, I couldn't, I couldn't. I know what ain't t- Well, actually, it is TV. Holy crap! It became it t- went from movie to TV. That stupid Snyder cut of Justice League is going to be a four part <laughs> miniseries on HBO, and it's for grown ups. Oh, from the mouth of Zack Snyder himself, it's for grown ups. <laughs> and you're dead to me. <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm so excited to see this now. Like I have to see this now. Because well, do you have I, a month and a half to spare to watch a superhero <laughs> movie? <laughs> it's it's going to be four one-hour episodes. I can do four one-hour episodes of something. But does that include the original two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie? Well, no, I saw the original version of it, the, the Joss Whedon version. I saw that. Okay, but I'm saying, like, okay, so he is doing... Like the four hours of his cut is like those four no, hours. That's the movie. Does that include the two hours or two and a half hours from the original? See, movie? that's that's hard to tell because it's looking like this is. No. I, I, there's no way in hell this is his original vision. This is his quote unquote original vision with all the feedback that Joss Whedon got for his crappy movie. So. I which, don't know how which, much new keep in stuff mind, is Zack Snyder involved. started. Oh yeah, no, he started that movie and he Joss Whedon finished it off and t- did what he could with the 
steaming pile. Like that's the thing. There, there's I, I get that they're adding like a dark side and whatnot, but there's only so like they didn't go and hire these actors to do a whole bunch of reshoots. Like there's only so much you can do. The plot of this movie's still gonna be that. It's still gonna be stupid. We're still doing death, <laughs> uh, death and return of Superman before you've earned any of it. Like it's gonna be bad. It's still gonna be trash. And it's but now it's gonna be four hours of slow motion Zack Snydering all over the place. And I am, I am here for it, man. It's gonna be bad. Slow, dear Zack Snyder. Zack. <laughs> Suck a bag of dicks. I enjoyed 300. Man, when that movie came out, I watched it once and said, that was really cool. And then I watched it a second time and said, I'm never watching this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll agree with you. What the hell else did Zack Snyder do that was like, and Watchmen. I remember watching Watchmen and being like, all right, that was cool because I didn't like the comic very much. And I thought the movie was... uh, I thought the movie was cool. I, I I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it, and it, it's the best I've enjoyed Watchmen until that wonderful show came on HBO. But no, man, Justice League was bad. <laughs> Justice League was bad. Batman v Superman was putrid. Ah. <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. I can't talk about Zack Snyder films anymore because after he got involved with the DCU and started making these movies that you've For just grown referenced, ups. I really just, yeah, I, I wished horrible, horrible things on him. It's going to laugh every single time you say for grown-ups. Because they're for, oh. these, these superheroes are for grown-ups. This Batman is for grown-ups. Oh, my God. <laughs> just sounds like something our seven-year-old would say. <laughs> it is something your seven-year-old year old. would say. Yeah, he's a mental capacity of a fucking seven-year-old. Oh, my God. This isn't your, this isn't your stupid Marvel movies. These are for grown-ups. Listen. Meh. Me, like real life. When I get to be a grown-up, I'm gonna watch that movie. Yeah, it's dark and gritty, like real life. Well, speaking of there's a jar of urine that's a major plot point. For fuck's sake, stop letting this man make movies. All right, go on. Nope, you've said everything you needed to say. I appreciate it. I seriously, he like, I genuinely feel rage when I hear his name. I just need you to know that. So my silence is not very silent. In my head, I'm screaming. If I ever meet that man on the street, I will kick him in the shins like grownups do. I'll kick him in his grown-up shins. I'll kick him right in his stupid grown-up shins. I'm going to start carrying a jar of pee around just so I can throw it at him. <laughs> on the off chance you ever encounter the man. <laughs> Listen, it's a, it's a big investment. And you're you just going to kick him in the shins. You're going to throw a jar of urine at him. You're going to get right in his face and say, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and then walk away. <laughs> Oh, and I'll run away going, Rachel! (laughs) Rachel! (laughs) I mean, that wasn't Zack Snyder, but still. (laughs) No, it's still just the name calling in the movies. I can't. I'm sorry. Rachel! I'm sorry. Swear to me! (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) What a confusing episode of Paper Cut. (laughs) My cheeks are hurting. (laughs) 
I got. He really did not know whether to laugh or be genuinely terrified in that moment, right? Where he's doing the whole swear to me thing because, like, if that was happening to me, that would be terrifying because that guy is clearly the craziest man in the room. He's actually <laughs> taking himself seriously. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Swear to me. And like he, he does the wind up right where are the other drugs going. Like he does the weird wind up. He likes like where are the other drugs going. <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> and I love those movies. Those but do you Batman see why movies. I associate the Martha with the Rachel and those, like, come on, come on. I'm not saying they're on the same level because nobody sucks as much as you, Zack Snyder. But... <laughs> Zack Snyder, big fan of the show. Not anymore, actually. If you listen, please stop. I hate you. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Alright, so CW announces Supernatural Return in October. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so ready. Guys, I want you to know I am not watching any of this season because I'm waiting for the whole thing to come out at the end so I can binge it and then rewatch the whole series so from start to, to finish. And then not watch the last episode right. because as soon as you watch the last oh episode, it's over. I'm gonna cry so hard. I actually okay, so uh, anybody who likes to look at our, our news links, this is one worth clicking because this is on the entertainment website and um or entertainment weekly i don't know yeah yep. entertainment weekly and they had this video where they were doing uh photo shoots for the cover of the magazine of entertainment weekly magazine and there's like these two the thumb i guess the preview image is like these two images of them on the cover but then this whole video is like two and a half minutes or so of just them on set for this photo shoot and like just the camaraderie between the cast it you know there's a lot of moments between um jensen jared and misha uh which would be uh dean sam and uh castiel um like just the the chemistry between the three of them and the the genuine like love that they seem to have for one another uh as friends and cast members like if god if that is faking then fuck acting forever because i just like I really want to genuinely believe that they really do care about each other as much as they seem to. I it reminds off. me of the song "Guy Love" from Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> guy Love, it's, it's like guy they, could, love. they could, with a straight face, pull off that song. <laughs> <laughs> they should too. So yeah, they're celebrating in the uh, in this in this shoot. Uh, the dates were announced, um, but this like actually kind of segues to an article that I just found uh while reading this article not that i want to jump away from supernatural but i just i have to um where i don't know if you guys noticed but it said additionally the cw announced dates for season two premiere of pandora and the broadcast debut of swamp thing so i looked this up and if anybody here watched that that release of swamp thing that was on netflix uh was it on Netflix? I thought that was on the uh, the. I think it was on DC. The DC, the DC oh, was it the DC chat? Oh, okay, the DC app. Uh, my bad. I can't imagine why that thing. Like, really, that that's going down. That's having a hard time succeeding. Who saw that coming? Yeah, seriously. See, that's why I assumed it was a Netflix show because I don't even remember anymore. What the fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, so that apparently now like CW is going to be doing a broadcast of it on their network and there's no guarantee that it's actually going to get another season. I feel like this is going to turn into another Firefly situation. 
Not, I, I thought know. that show was already canned. I thought well, the, I thought the the writing was already on the wall on that show. This show this show was already canned, but the thing is, like, the people who watched it became really into the show. Every person I've spoken to who has watched this show loved what they saw and they want it back. And so there's no guarantee that it it is going to come back. Um, there is a, like, a, from, I haven't actually finished it because I got super depressed when I found out it was canceled. Um, but it, there's no guarantee it's going to come back. But from what I understand, like the first season does wrap up itself pretty well. Um, and there was, there was no promise that a season two is going to come out, but it, it the the CW is airing the series this first season on October sixth, and I really want to know how it does. I'm very curious to see how people will respond now that it's going to be released, not on a shitty app. Um, That's true. I mean, we watched the first episode of it for this show, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't bad. No, that, I, I, the I mean, show it, itself it, is actually pretty good. Yeah, like, we watched the, more than one episode when we watched it because we liked it so much. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm, really I'm, not, I'm not sure where it was, but also with the CW in one of these articles, there was another like article further down that the CW is cha- is trying to change the 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 moniker of Arrowverse to CW Verse. Wait, really? Because the Arrow was canceled. It's well, yeah, Arrow was oh, yeah. canceled. So, so calling it Arrowverse is a little silly, but... right? Yeah. But it's CW-verse. never going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that works. I just feel like they, like that's shoehorning something, and I I just I just found that silly. Like, don't worry about it. Let them. Hey, are they watching your show? Doesn't now, matter. Look, then <laughs> here's the thing. Now, if they're going to start saying that there's a there's a CW verse and like Arrow takes place in the same universe as um crazy ex-girlfriend and yeah, like all that, the cw that, shows now all fit that. together well now you can go ahead and do that you <laughs> do that all you want thank you very much i will i will i will be glad to to have that be the case yeah so all right oh cw um this next one uh on deadline lionsgate television joins qc entertainment on chuck wendig sci-fi novel wanderers uh glenn mazara set as showrunner somebody please fill me in on this because i never read this and now i'm very curious oh my god i would i if this if this year wasn't this year i would tell you go read this book right now unfortunately uh i think chuck wendig has a crystal ball and can see into the future because this book that he wrote and was released last year like so closely used to the truth right now, except he wrote it like a couple of years ago. That it's pandemically or politically scary. Both. <laughs> Why are you yelling Both! at me? <laughs> there's a pandemic in the book, which is like the main thing. But there's also all the political fucking bullshit that's going on in this country happens in the book, and it's crazy. Um, and so, God, I hope. Um, that by the time this show comes out, it's like a look back on this insane fucking time that we've had in through like a dystopian lens. Um, but that they actually use like images of Trump for the guy who's the president in the in the book. Because like, well, it's just oh, anyway, what movie the point it? is, this book was insane. It was so fucking good. I would like 
recommend it recommend it unequivocally if it were not for current circumstances in which case i might say it's a bit of a tough read <laughs> um <laughs> it might send you over the fucking edge uh <laughs> if you're already challenge accepted if, if you're already <laughs> bouncing on that edge is that <laughs> yeah gotcha uh if you're not doing so well in in quarantines you might want to just put this one on the shelf until things are a little better um, but I'm really happy for Chuck that they're making it into a show. Um, Glenn Mazzara has great bona fides from The Walking Dead when it was good. Mm. Um, so I think this is going to be a great show. And there's a little tidbit in this article for anyone who has read the book and is a fan of Chuck's. This book's getting a sequel coming out in 2022. That was not, That was new information. Okay. Um, so that's great. And so the way the book goes, I'm not going to give away a lot of the plot or anything, but uh, there's a whole plague and a bunch of people who are like, uh, you know, in the beginning, it's like, I don't know, they're just have this thing and like follows these people and they get to the end and there's an ending and the thing happens. And so like, like there's a big change at the end of the book. Listen, and that's all I can say really without spoiling the ending for anyone. But then the book ends and you're like, "Oh, well, I mean, that that's great that that change happened, but like now what?" <laughs> and so now we get to know now what cuz there's going to be another book and I'm really So what about I'm that, hearing but- is this is the Chuck Wendig version of the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter and we need to read this new book that's coming out so we can know what's going to happen in the future got it yes except the book isn't coming out until 2022 and by the time it comes out we may all be dead we all be dead we may all be dead (laughs) (laughs) seems likely (laughs) see if like if Chuck wants to give some of us an advanced manuscript maybe we have a fighting chance I don't know save us Chuck Wendig (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway our only hope uh if we all make it to 2022 read the book read the sequel and watch the show because i think it's going to be great awesome okay i'm i'm really excited i listen after good omens was being made and you talked about how much you <coughs> love that book and then you loved that show i like I th- i'm pretty sure i'm always on board for a book recommendation from karen so um sweet thanks honey That's, make uh, a mental note we need this book it's already it's already got i already have it now it's in trades have. too so it should not yes. be that expensive i have nefarious I need... means Shh, stop talking about okay. that god damn it i'm gonna get the audiobook on audible okay all right okay, moving yeah, on yeah sure okay yes Oh, God, you are the worst. I am. Okay, anywho, let's talk about... I look forward about... to your random updates about a book you liked <laughs> that I recommended, like the last one, where I'm like, whatever random thing is happening in my day, and all of a sudden Angie pops in with a Pride and Prejudice review, and I'm like, that's awesome. I sent her that book a couple months ago, and did yeah. not expect this in my day. I took this very seriously. When you recommend a book, and, and you send that... Okay, guys, let me just... I need... I need to just shout out Karen for a second because we were talking one night and we started talking about literature and classical literature and how there's a lot of books that I've read that were not in that genre and I wasn't really sure how to comfortably break in. Like I've read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I've read a few classics, but not a lot. 
And so the next thing I know, I get this fucking box in the mail. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's all of these books that she recommended and then bought for me and mailed to my house so that I could read them. So I immediately took up Pride and Prejudice and I just, or no, Sense and Sensibility, not Pride and Prejudice. What am I saying? Yeah. Um, and I like I did I sent you those those texts and I, I'd like I'd basically update her as I was reading it and I'd be like this character blah 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 or this is how I feel about this and it was really, it was really cool because it's not a book that I would have actively sought out before we had those conversations and then reading it I was like wow I'm really glad that this happened so thank you for that you you well when you start reading Wanderers let me know and I'll reread it because like you would send me stuff and I'd be like I kind of remember that (laughs) (laughs) so I'll like read along with you and then I'll be right there with you awesome I'm super down for that look I'm all about book clubs I have like three of them going right now let's start a fourth all right yeah web book club in effect (laughs) all right join our book club as we talk about books on this week's episode where we also talk about television (laughs) we're not west wing like we don't have anywhere (laughs) special set at hbo max (laughs) i think evan's ready to move on yeah (laughs) voting in 2020 election this is not gonna go well guys i'm sorry i feel like the studio is gonna blow up or something tragic is gonna happen this just looks too optimistic really I, I know mean, they got together for the last one a bit, right? I'm, uh, yeah, but least... there wasn't a pandemic happening. That is also true. Um, I it's funny that you say that that because <laughs> you, that you feel like it's too optimistic because um, I finished Smash and I was like, well, what am I going to watch now? Kind of feel like watching West Wing again. I can't do that to myself. Like I can't give myself that much hope right now at this point in the election cycle. Like yeah. if we if we come through November, okay, then maybe then I'll pop you'll it do on the rewatch. And, like, gear me up for like for the January inauguration. But like right now, I can't handle it. Yeah, West Wing was uh, when I was still you know employed and was able to have TV on on in the background. I would go through blow through Aaron Sorkin shows and. West Wing, it took me a while to be able to even get through a couple episodes. Like, just because it's, oh, it's about people in government actually trying to do the right thing, even though they don't always succeed, and there is also lots of bad decisions, and those people are not perfect. The idea is that people come together to try and do the right thing. And boy, is that not reality. (laughs) Even close. I also saw an ad in my Facebook feed the other day for a shop that sells West Wing merch. And right now they are selling masks with West Wing quotes on them. And I saw the perfect one for 2020, which is a, it's just like a yellow caution road sign. And it says, do not tempt the wrath of whatever from high atop the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's the mask for 2020. (laughs) Perfect. Anyway, this story. Oh, right. So so that that thing is going to happen. Do you have any other commentary on that or should we move on? It's just that they get together every four years to do a little thing for promote for go out and vote. I love how many names I recognized on that list because I haven't watched West Wing. I didn't realize how many people were on that show. That's a great show. I know. I will watch it when there's hope again. So, okay, uh, moving on. How is this next one possible? I don't I know, know right? but I need Mojo Jojo to be realized I didn't even in my think, life. I didn't Mojo even think about Mojo Jojo. Jojo. 
Okay, <laughs> so live action Powerpuff. If you didn't already know, get on the fucking bandwagon. Okay, live action Powerpuff Girls series in the works. Okay, so very Over very excited. Oh my god, <laughs> no. Yes, actually, it is a CW show. So who knows? If listen, if this is this real, concerns and concerns me. No, I want I want, I want them bubbles all to, to kick have the shit out of someone in the Arrowverse. Googly eyes on. Like, like the glasses, you know, the oversized sunglasses that you buy at the carnival? You're I want the worst. their eyes to look like, how is this possible? Come on. Why I are we doing this? I want them to just be like wacky CG versions of exactly what they are in the cartoon. Because the fact that they don't have fingers is hilarious. <laughs> they're yes. going to be, the, the article says they're going to be like disaffected young adults. Which oh, is yeah. Like, what? Yeah, they're going to age them up. Like, they're not going to be children. These these are the damaged after effects of their childhood. This is for grown-ups. It's Powerpuff Girls for grown-ups. Zack Snyder's you, Powerpuff Snyder. Girls. Get out of my house. There it is. Write it down. Etch it in stone. Zack Jesus Snyder's Christ. Powerpuff Girls. No! Bring it in. Slow motion as far as the eyes can see. Listen, uh, all I'm going to say is if that happens, he's running for president and I will vote for him. Okay, that's what's going to happen. That's how fucking likely that is. If you get involved with this Zack Snyder, I swear to God, I'll end you. All right, so moving on. Well, um, you've threatened to end an awful lot. Yeah, she, she's, she's violent. She's in a mood. She's, she's, I am. I'm sorry. Not Listen, even, like, beat up. Just end. end. Just end them. It, what does it mean? End your career? End your existence? I don't know. It's a mystery. You'll just have to wait for that jar of pee. So. <laughs> she's actually the anti-monitor. <laughs> one thing i did want to mention did you guys in your top stories for this did you did you happen to see this thing i just noticed it while i was re-looking at the article there's a thing that said kevin conroy's batman can now narrate your ways commute yes. oh, <laughs> didn't see we're that gonna start headline. using ways uh, yes <laughs> so, guys if i ever gave a shit about ways it's now <laughs> okay i just yeah uh, that's it that's it thank you nerdist for telling me that kevin conroy please narrate my life um Anywho, the next piece of real news is that um, the Bookmarks show is going to be starting uh, this week or very soon. Uh, it's Bookmarks celebrating black voices, not to be confused with the show Bookmark, which was another uh, series that had a similar premise, I think, but was started many, many years ago. So, um, yeah, this this looks awesome. I got really, really excited about this. It's... It right time right thing like this is this <laughs> this is good i'm curious as to how because it looks like they're reading the story to the audience yep um they're only about five minutes um yeah so, they seem like they short format I mean, which is as people who spend a lot of the spring watching a lot of read aloud videos we have some familiarity with how these things go mm -hmm. and they can go well or they can go poorly in a clearly I think as, as being a Netflix product, it's going to go well because they're going to put the production value into it that it needs. And it's not just going to be like a person holding an open book in front of a camera. Yeah. Like, well, I but mean, they do the, nice things with the art from the book. Yeah. And the names, the names well. that they've mentioned, look, Karamo's going to be reading. Okay. I was Yay, sold the Karamo. second I saw him. <sighs> I love you, man. <laughs> when is there more Queer Eye? But that's not really relevant. I know, but, I but want it's, it. it's never, there's never enough Queer Eye. Please make more. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this is going to be really exciting. Um, so the, the it's cool because apparently there's a host. I'm not sure what they need a host for, but the host is Marley Diaz. Uh, 
so she if you guys don't if if listeners don't know who she is i i certainly didn't i had to look this up and holy crap she's amazing um she's the now 15 year old who when she was 10 started the thousand black girl books drive um so in november of 2015 she wanted to collect a thousand books featuring black female protagonists and she wanted to do it by february of 2016 so not a lot of time but don't worry because she collected (coughs) over eleven thousand books in total um so she has been highly recognized and featured all over the place she's one of the youngest people to land on the forbes 30 under 30 list um so yeah she's she's highly accomplished and she is going to be the host of the show but to even make it more interesting some of the names that are being listed as readers we've already mentioned karamo but there there are several others including um ballerina misty copeland who i've been a fan of for a while so my daughter's currently obsessed with her because we wound up with like a little a little kid bio of her somewhere in our house really yeah that's so and she's cool. just like i want to read the ballerina book and oh, learn about happy. misty <laughs> um and so yeah there's just there's an amazing cast of people who are going to be reading and uh it looks like from i looked up another article on this because the the link that we originally had was like just a trailer video and i wanted to know more so apparently there's like 13 books that are featured in the episodes that they're releasing um and there are um i'll give you guys this link for the show notes so that you can see because they actually dropped links for where you could buy all the books that are being read um cool and it's really cool and and it's it's stuff that i love like just you know some of the kids that i've worked with um the area where i typically work i have a a number of uh kids who come in who i have a lot of black girls in my classes and that one of the things that we've talked about is their hair like (laughs) and there's literally a book called i love my hair that's on this reading list and it's funny because i had not realized how relevant of a conversation that is until i actually had that conversation with my students and i love the fact that one of the things that they're doing on the show is it says that they actually have sort of like conversation like talking points that they bring up after reading the story so that you can have like kid-friendly conversations um and I'm just, I'm super excited for this. I'm, I'm like, as an adult, I want to be able to watch this and feature this with my own students and someday my own children. So this is so cool. But mm-hmm. next, oh my God, next. Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Settle down, yeah. Beavis. <laughs> okay. The Haunting of Bly Manor trailer confirms October 2020 release date, best Halloween ever. <sighs> so Chris and Karen, hon, they're like, I know Chris well, is not, not big into this. the I'm horror <laughs> genre, but we loved The Haunting of Hill House oh in this house. And this is the sequel, I guess. They're doing mm-hmm. it seems like they're Not doing an anthology series now. Yeah, it's so the way that this works, this is gonna be similar to the way that I think they've done American Horror Story. Yes. That's what I read about when I first heard about this being made and the fact that we actually get a release date now and that it's coming out. Like it's weird that you posted this article because Evan just posted this today in the news and um, I actually oh, I don't remember what I was doing. I was telling somebody about this uh, the the Haunting of Hill House show. Oh, I'm reading. I'm rereading Salem's Lot, 
uh, by Stephen King, and one of, in the very beginning of the book, there's actually a quote from that story. Like he quoted the Haunting of Hill House, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> um, and I, I remembered that they were doing the show, and I was like, man, I gotta go look that up and see when it's finally gonna come out, especially with COVID, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, Evan posts this because we're linked because he's yeah. my soulmate. And oh my god, you've given me a gift with this news. <laughs> I can't wait. It looks it's gonna great. Be so the, the trailer looks great. I'm gonna cry. So, oh. it's that's it. I mean, it's it's more. It's they're using a bunch of the cast members from the original from Hill House, but they're giving them new roles, just like in, in American Horror Story. American Horror Story. So, I liked a lot of American Horror Story. I liked the theory of it. Um, I feel that some of the storylines for that show went slightly sideways yeah um but they also with that show if i'm not mistaken i don't think that on american horror story they are adapting no i I don't think they are and like haunting of blind manor is adapting uh another turn of the screw yeah so it's taking something that already exists and making an adaptation so i think pulling from that really really strong inspiration and source material will like they can't they can't fuck this up this oh my god haunting of hill house was so good all right <sighs> okay. i mean look as soon as i found out it didn't have anything to do with john Bly from uh no. adventures of briscoe county jr i tagged out so. yeah i know I, i'm aware <laughs> i knew that was gonna happen i forgive you guys for tagging out i'm sorry because i know you are not very enthusiastic about horror but uh, i'm but that oh doesn't mean that Everybody in the world is in it. And also, I think I saw Raul Coley is in this, and I love him. So, uh, <laughs> Is that... That's, um, I'll isolate those scenes for you and give you clips. Hi, Zombie, right? Yeah. Ra- Ravi. Yeah. Ravi? Mm-hmm. Ravi from My yeah. Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's awesome. Yep. He is amazeballs. Oh, I follow I, him I bo- on Twitter. I saw him tweet about this and said uh, I'm a, he's wearing a big, heavy mustache in the, in the show, and he says, I mustache you to watch my new show. <laughs> I love him even more now. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next thing. This I just thought was weird but interesting, and because of my obsession with Jurassic Park, felt that it was necessary to acknowledge. um, There is a Netflix show coming out called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Uh, The official trailer dropped today, and, well, today our day of recording, uh, but it will be a couple days old by the time this episode is posted. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. It. I thought it was just going to be a movie, so I wasn't going to talk about it. But Evan actually went above and beyond to look up more about this, and apparently, it is going to be a short show. So it's an animated series. All right, let's Kids do it. Kids stuck at Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm down. Give me all the dinosaurs. Wasn't that the plot of Jurassic Park Three? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But this now it's a camp. So it's just and it's geared towards kids. You shut up and watch those dinosaurs. <laughs> no. I yeah. love the original Jurassic Park. It's one of my favorite movies. Favorite things that's ever happened is that first movie. And everything since then has been a, a de- varying degrees of thumbs down for me. <laughs> no, Except in my... Uh, there, There's a video of... Um, what the hell is it? It's... um. Sorry, Angie's link distracted me. I apologize. It's, uh, it's from Jurassic World. It's the clip where like she's running away and all the dinosaurs are attacking each other at the end, and it's set to that song where the guys are just screaming in the like clouds <laughs> behind a mountain. It makes yes. me laugh every every time I see it. I'll have to send you the link so you can put it Please. in the show notes. Please and thank you. Okay, uh, our last major chunk of news. I'm going to be putting this together with um, another thing that we don't necessarily have an article on 
on because it's been really big news already, but um, Chadwick Boseman has passed, and uh, now I'm also seeing news that the animated series Cyclops voice actor Norm Spencer has died, so I just feel like this is ugh, anything Marvel of, uh, right now. I can't. I mean, I, I know... I, I Chadwick Boseman is a definitely a heavier of a hit, not to put you know one person's more important than another. For I mean, sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, Chadwick Boseman passing away—that was that was a shock. That was brutal. Yeah, we we were able to enjoy the aftermath of of Bill and Ted for like a couple of seconds before we found out about that news and like, well, yeah. 2020. Thanks. And that, <laughs> this was well, that and that was just one of the things that I like. You know, it, again, by the time that this art, uh, episode is posted, this news has already been out for a little while. So I'm, I'm, I wanted to acknowledge it, especially considering that he passed from colon cancer, and like mm. this is why we do a fundraiser. Like, yeah. <laughs> we want to get rid of the stupid fucking cancer. Um, and the voice actor for Cyclops, like <sighs> X Men: The Animated Series, was a pretty seminal TV show for me as a kid. I Same. grew up on that show. It's yeah. what got me into X-Men, that and the uh, the action figures and trading cards. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't have a comic book shop. That, so those that, that was how I learned about X-Men, and they're, like, my favorite comic book property next to the Ninja Turtles. So. Very much the same, yeah. Yeah. So, very sad to hear of the passing of any life, but um, these two stood out to us this week, so we just wanted to acknowledge them and say thank you for their contributions to the pop culture things that we really love um that and culture in general yeah i mean like there's a lot of things going around now about uh bozeman oh he did artists. so much so 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 such a huge influence and and not to the normal groups like there are some some cartoons and imagery that i'm seeing as of late that the his the things that he has done for the black community is unprecedented mm -hmm. okay and to have that kind of loss just really puts the cherry on top of the year that is 2020 so yeah 2020 big bucket of wind sad to see them go of all the things i would want to end chadwick boseman was not one of them at all mm. All right. Uh, all right. Well, now on a solemn and depressing note. Um, yeah, I think break time. Yep. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to cry a little. Um, and then we'll come back and not cry anymore. Hey, guys, guess what? I don't have to puke anymore. We're Yay. good. Yay. All right. We'll be back. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. 
With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekaid.com. Send your ad in today. And we are back. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope you stuck with us. You should have stuck with us. Now it is time to talk about our feature topic of the evening. My pick for our television episode, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. So, um, <laughs> keeping in, in theme with our love of musicals in this household, this show is very musical. <laughs> <laughs> understatement of the episode yeah uh the the very very quick synopsis of the show is basically um girl develops a superpower where she not even superpower just ability to hear people's innermost voices via song and musical number don't forget musical musical number. number yeah song and dance really i mean it's a full experience um so it's i i loved it i absolutely loved it um but I really wanted to know what you guys thought, Chris and Karen. I, uh, I I liked it. I wasn't over the moon with it. I really liked the idea. Um, I I guess I, there's so much of network TV, you know that that feeling of this is how network TV characters talk. Okay. Like th- just the the some of the banter between them. Like this is not even vaguely this isn't how people talk and this is trying too hard uh to to force cleverness into these characters um but once the the whole singing thing happened i really liked the idea of the show and i really did like a lot of the execution and uh you know i i chuckled a couple of times and by the end of it i was i was interested enough to see where things are going i thought the the neighbor character was just like, wow, like, Mo. let's let's scrape the bottom of the barrel of token characters to put in this show. Like, but, what a freaking insult that character was to to television in 2020. But, uh, okay, sure. The, sto- the story that that character goes through in further episodes is mind-wobbling. Yeah, I think I've I've lost like hearing you say that i'm like so surprised but it's because i've seen what happens with that character in future episodes it is the the first time mo shows up on screen it is stereotypical it is it is yes it is what it is oh hey look here's our sassy black woman neighbor who likes to sing so that mo is played by alex newell yeah uh a trans gentleman or a a, a, you know if i'm not mistaken trans um but that character is uh, i agree with you in the, in the beginning but the growth in the storyline that that it's the it's the camaraderie for the two main characters is is great but then he or she or i don't know what pronoun this person goes by he go gets a storyline like there's so many ridiculously moving points to this show even in the first episode like the, the the relationship with the father and whatnot. So there's way more, and it's unfortunate that this this doesn't. The, it's the pilot. It's got. I don't want to say pilot's disease because it was still a good episode. But there's so much more to this show than what is shown in the first episode. Yeah, that's. Well, fair. I mean, it's that's that's 
TV for you. I can I can only base I can only base my opinion on what I saw and you know, the dad singing at the end, like I saw that about fifty years away. Like yeah. okay, so she can hear everyone's thoughts, so the dad's gonna sing to her at the end and everyone's gonna cry. Okay, neat. Um, but it, it still did make me smile when he grabbed her hand on the boat at the end. So uh, just because I saw it a, mi- a million miles away doesn't mean it wasn't effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that the parts of the show that worked, worked well. Um, it didn't... Uh, but there were there was definitely a lot of, you know, you're watching NBC uh, on it and that feeling of this is a network TV show um, that's trying to be a certain number of things. Like, you can just smell the producers on it getting their fingers in and saying, this is how we want these characters to talk. Because remember Friends? Friends was really popular, so we need these these people to talk like they're on Friends for, like, a couple of scenes. And, like, you can just feel the direction by committee uh, dripping off of this pilot of this show, and I'm glad to hear that it it evolves beyond that pretty quickly. But that's that was my I, it left a funky taste in my mouth. But I did really like the uh, the the, uh, the premise, and I thought it was well acted. And uh, I liked how she didn't the, like, as soon as he started singing at the end, like I knew what that song was. So I was like, oh no, he's gonna confess her love. But I thought it was a funny joke that she was like, I don't know what this song is. What the hell? What, what's happening? Right. Even totally. sometimes when you know the song, like you don't know it when, like from the <laughs> first part, and you're yeah. like, what is this it's song? Just like, wait, what's happening right now? I, I liked that. That's how that was delivered. Like, oh crap! Once he gets to the chorus and <laughs> mm-hmm. the uh, oh, her reactions are some of my favorite things in this show. Like the first time it happens. Mm-hmm. And she sees everybody dancing in the street, and how she's just even physically Running. reacted. It yeah, was, it was a lot of I I enjoyed it. So I liked her quite a bit. She looked so familiar, but I looked her up, and she hasn't been anything that I know. So I don't know why she seems so familiar to me. But I liked it. I liked the premise, and obviously, I liked the musical numbers. I will say, I felt like the musical numbers went on too long. Hmm. Like interesting. I. I mean, obviously, I you know I'm a sucker for a good musical number, but the, the point the point there. of the songs was like for you to know what the person's innermost thoughts were. So like once you know what the song is, and all of these, so it's not like any of these are new songs. These are all like licensed, popular songs that people know. It's like okay, do we need to hear the whole song and the, see the whole dance number? Like we get it. She's disturbed that like all these people are suddenly bursting into song, and, do, and this is going on a lot. Um, so yeah, I felt like the musical numbers could be cut down we paid for it so you're gonna hear it <laughs> <laughs> right exactly we paid for the rights of the song we're gonna play the whole goddamn and like, thing. Uh, help wasn't cheap all right so, no, I, get it. so I, well, I was actually surprised that i'm like they used a beatles song yeah Holy that was shit. that was kind like, of a shock this to me is network too. money here right here uh, that was that was, that was not cheap but um that one i i agree i felt that one went on way too long i was like okay i get it and it, and it, but it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a tough time with dad stuff, so like that was you know hard for me to watch, but definitely affecting. And my like biggest gripe is that if you put Skylar Aston in your show and then you make me wait for the last like two minutes to, for me to hear him sing, I'm gonna be mad at you. I feel like that was actually an intentional move. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> 
like, why, why, why are you making me wait? Like, I, I love Skylar Aston, and all I want to do is hear him sing. And yeah. I don't appreciate you guys doing this to me. <laughs> also, why is Lorelai Gilmore mean? That just felt wrong. Oh, so, but that was the thing. She's so low. Like, okay, Lauren Graham is Lorelai Gilmore, like, she's forever on. on television. Like, and I've watched interviews of her where she's like, I'm really not this person. She is much wittier than I am. Um, but she's she's got the same sass and cadence in this show that she did when she was playing Lorelai Gilmore. So that's just the way she acts. She had the same sass and everything on freaking Lorelai. That's why I'm Order, saying, like, right? everything she's in, she is Lorelai Gilmore. Even though that's not who she says she is in real life, I think she's lying. I think she has become <laughs> Lorelai Gilmore. Um, okay. I'm, I have to say, I'm surprised by your reactions to this show because I. Like, I felt deeper emotional connections to this show. Um, I th- I loved the outrageousness of Mo, the the neighbor. Uh, despite the fact that Mo, I guess, is a total cliche. I think when I was looking at this show, I was like, okay, it's gonna be one of those where like every character is a little bit like it felt a little campy to me. Like every character is a little bit of a cliche on this show. Um. But I I loved, I think, first of all, Zoe just, like, completely drew me in. I, I really liked her reactions, and I loved the way that the show had the ability to take things from really seri- uh, uh, silly and not so serious to very serious in the blink of an eye. And I think it was best demonstrated uh, in two scenes, one of them being the one where she does the dance with her dad, but then he sits back down. And you, like, almost watch the light go out in his eyes. I mean, it was incredible to see that transformation in one, like, one cut. That You know, the camera doesn't change angles. Like, that's just it. Like, he just had that ability. And then uh, when she's talking to Simon, and I worried, watching this a second time, I had not even realized. Because the first time I saw this show, I actually walked in, like, halfway through the first episode and didn't realize it. Um so watching the full first episode and seeing everything, Karen, I did worry a little bit about how this was going to affect you because I was like, holy crap, the dad stuff in this is heavy. Um, but when she's talking to Simon and, you know, they have this like really deep emotional connection moment standing on the pier and then all of a sudden she gets super awkward at the end of that scene. <laughs> like just shy of high fives him to get out of the yeah, situation. Yeah, like he, he's like, oh man, it's such a miracle that we met. And she's like, yeah, such a miracle. And does like the head exploding thing. Like she just so quickly went from insightful and wise to you nerdy, nerdy, awkward girl. And I I, I loved that. Um, so I, I thought a lot of the delivery was great. And I guess I'm just a sucker for this network formula. Like... I really liked a lot of things about it. I do understand what you're talking about, about the help song being a bit long, but I didn't think any of the other numbers were too long, especially because I watch Glee and they, they sing the hell out of everything on Glee. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's the formula that bothered me. It's, it was the, um, it was the dialogue. It was specifically the way that some of the lines were delivered. Like I thinking back to their conversation at the coffee shop, right in the beginning, it was like, Oh shut up. This is 
this is not uh, this is just there's clearly some chemistry between these two actors and it's being sucked away by this forced this forced fake chemistry which you know you get better of that later in the episode but it was that and i just i i, I thought the neighbor character was just absurd and, and that like another good example is that the one douchebag guy in the office who's like you're supposed to think is the douchebag mm. not the secret douchebag <laughs> like everything he said was like He's like, a douchebag. I'm the quippy, you know, yeah, it stereotype was, douchebag office guy. Yeah, and it's like I'm looking at the concept of this show and so many other aspects of of its delivery and saying to myself, you can do better than this, and yeah. you know you can do better than this. Somebody made you do this, and yeah. that just made me cringe. Because but, you know, that's the thing with pilots. Exactly. And, it's, and as a pilot episode, all that Sometimes you have somewhere. to do what the network wants you to do to get your show made, and then maybe at later episodes, there's and again, yeah, like because that shit goes away. Yeah, because we've seen how the show develops. I think like I lost that sense of like what you're saying makes sense to me and I just I think like it kind of faded for me in the background because to me it's like yeah it's all these really superficial very shallow personalities that are blatantly obvious and then like Zoe's experience is like cutting through all the different layers of that um and every episode she's got she has these different interactions and we haven't even finished the first season no um, we, we, we something came up we, yeah. we were like nine or ten episodes in i panicked because we were too close to the end that's what happened probably <laughs> uh, that's exactly what happened no, that's not a probably that's i remember that i was like we need to stop now and then we started glee um <laughs> yep that's how it went yep, yep. I, so, the, the characters how far are you into glee sorry to, to sidetrack i'm just curious how far are you into that show season three yeah. episode nine yep about okay, halfway so through season three you're, you're, we were still watching at that point. Okay. I know we never finished the show. Okay. And I, I remember coming back to, like, there was a point where it just stopped being entertaining to us. And then we came back to it, uh, I think, after Finn died. And we're like, huh, this, uh, this went a lot of places. <laughs> and I'm not sure I agree well, and, with and that's, yeah. that's the thing with that show. And the, so the distinct difference between that show and this show, granted they're both musical shows, there are so many main characters in Glee that everybody has to get their point and they are all very stereotypical in Glee. Yeah, and they're much. also in high school, so after you hit a certain... After you hit season four, it's like, well... Now they're all idiots because they're still in high school. <laughs> are we doing Saved by the Bell of college years or are we bringing a new cast? What do we do? Like The the interactions with the characters on Joey is... it's It's more even though they seem slightly forced, they're more adult. And then with the, the underlined comedicness of the show, like everybody's slightly awkward or, you know, yes, they're all playing to the stereotype. And unfortunately for the pilot, just to get, you know, these are the characters. These are the people. This is, this is the stage setting. We gave you what we could in 45 minutes. Unfortunately, when, I, when we were watching the show, like I couldn't think of another sh episode to say this is the episode that we should be watching, because you would go into it and you not would not have the basis of information. Yeah, like that you really needed this. I I, I felt that it was essential to have these relationships established. There's some great. It, there's there's a 
couple of great episodes with yeah. her and her mother. Yeah. And like, th- there's you know love triangles and blah 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 blah. Like, it, there's all sitcommy stereotypical the normal stuff. This is just underlined or, or laced with the ridiculousness that is the situation that this poor girl is going through with you know all of the like seeing uh, it's her character's name is joan okay lauren Lauren graham Graham, yeah sing and do that dance like i i was waiting for that like i knew at some point in time she is going to sing because she is an actress on this show it was a joy to see that like i enjoyed that that bit of it even though it was a very weird song and i think she ended up singing into a hand dryer in a bathroom to make her hair blow but <laughs> I, I, I we're enjoying the hell out of the show it's a i mean getting past it i guess i guess it does suffer from pilot's disease which is unfortunate because you know it's a lot well, of fun. It, was, it wasn't bad enough to make me say i don't ever want to see this show again but and skylar so. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting perspective because I'm telling you guys, I got sucked in. There, like, I had no perspective of any of that. I was like, I love this. I love where it's going. I love Zoe's delivery of lines, her body language. I love how, like, she's dorky and, like, yeah, Mo is super sassy. You are attracted to awkward female leads. <sighs> oh, my God. Actually, speaking of that, there was something that particularly stood out to me, and I wanted to know if any of you guys noticed this. Um, the contrast between Zoe... And Simon's fiance, when she's getting this those cheesecakes and she runs into him and this like gorgeous British woman walks down the stairs and she's like, oh, hey, babe. And she's, you know, in her British accent. So, of course, she sounds sophisticated <laughs> AF. Um, so she comes down and she like greets him and she's all hot and British. And the contrast between her and Zoe, who I'm assuming is the same age or very close to her in age. It was like worlds apart. Did you guys see that at all? I mean, I didn't notice it watching it, but I could tell. I could, I could pick up on what you're saying now. I'm like, yeah, she, she seemed a lot older than Zoe. She's Zoe, and it's funny that you're going that way. It made to me, it made Zoe look like a little kid. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like that situation, and it, it was one of those things where I think I relate to these characters in this way because people often mistake me for being younger than my age i often dress younger than my age and i'm looking at zoe and i look at these other women and and zoe's character looks at her the same way that i think i look at these people where i'm like she is a freaking powerhouse and a bombshell and i'm like and then i look down at myself and i'm like i gotta go take off this onesie like (laughs) that's a conversation we've had in this house yes that is a real conversation there's even a video um And I just, I felt like there were aspects of the show that I thought were interesting visual contrasts, like things that I guess artistically I was paying attention to, like when Zoe and Simon are walking on the pier and there's the giant Cupid bow, like the bow with the arrow going into the ground and the way that they are like framed under that. And then they're having this like very intense heart to heart conversation. And once that thing is out of the the shot, all of a sudden, like the ca- the direction of the conversation starts to change. And like some of the visuals that they were incorporating seemed deliberate and a little bit cheesy, but like so on the nose that I liked them. Um, And even things like the scene where the first time you see her wake up in bed, like she wakes up and it's, it's this like kind of, it's right after she first 
starts hearing the music and she wakes up and she's got she's like the lighting is kind of cool the color palette in the scene is very cool and then at the end of the episode when she wakes up again and she's really started to experience the joy that she can experience from having this ability and and spending time with her dad and hearing his inner thoughts um the room is this like warm yellow haze of of like glowing light you know almost to show the reflection between her and her feelings because we we don't really get a lot of that from her like she doesn't really sing so there's stuff about it that i like that i think i was picking up on and i just immediately especially oh my god freaking lauren graham you're the undoing of me like seeing her on screen i was like i just want to watch this for because you're here um and also because skylar aston yes um yeah so i do like your perspectives though i think that they're very grounded um even if even if they're a little hurtful and i'm surprised because i just wanted you to love it as much as i did (laughs) it's something that i would be well i don't know i don't see chris going forward with it but it's something that i would think about watching on my own because i'm a little light and shows for myself right now so maybe i'll maybe i'll keep it going and see how i like it i would (laughs) love to know what your thoughts are moving forward so, yeah. Okay. Well, um That's I, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I guess I guess you know, everyone needs to like it. Just watch it. <laughs> it's okay, honey. Trust me. I you get used to Chris disagreeing with you. Well, his points were good. It that's happens. the problem. I'm like, I Hi, didn't Chris. see any of this. It's not like Damn she it. brought brought us some like shitty sci-fi show. <laughs> you motherfucker! I knew you were gonna do that. Is this the Killjoys all over again? Yes, and she likes that show, Chris. I, I found a keeper. Your brain is hey, broken, that's why you Chris. You two are meant for each other. People are people are allowed to like. Look, I'm not saying everything I like is quality. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Killjoys is quality. Don't you no, dare it's argue. Not, it's not, honey. It's sci-fi schlock. I'm fighting for you, honey. I'm fighting for you. It's all right. I've accepted it. <laughs> uh, well, Chris, now that you've broken my heart and disappointed me, you're nothing but trouble. Uh, That's what I do. <laughs> give us the social media spiel, please. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, where can people find you? twitch.tv slash laracraft13 If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes and while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Angie. You're so good at that. My mm-hmm. goodness, it's not. He's it's, only done it 215 times. I was gonna say, <laughs> do, do you even have to read anything, or do you just have it memorized? No, I really do have to read it because if I don't, then I'm gonna mess it up. Listen, it it sounds beautiful. It's very organic. Well, Flows nicely. All right, so thank you for that, Evan, my love. Yes, dear. You pick next, so let's end this on a high note before we take a rest. Those are music jokes for those of you who All like right. music. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's our homework? What are we watching? So, seeing as it's by the next time we record, it's going to be October. I, f- I wanted to try to get into a, 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 a Octobery 
feel. Um, I think I'm picking something that's on the scary side. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it, and all the trailers showed me that it's scary. Uh, we're going to watch Lovecraft County, or Lovecraft, excuse me, Lovecraft Country, Season 1, Episode 1. The pilot. Another favorite of Chris's mom. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she started watching it. She was talking to us about it the other day. So I love really you, Chris's good. mom. Every, everything that I've seen about it, it looks like it's well done, so... <laughs> I'm, I want to I wanna check it out. I won't end you, Chris's mom, because you sound awesome. <laughs> Thank you for liking good TV. Uh, she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> well, she should. Ouch. You know what? Ouch. I liked you, that's Chris's hurtful. mom. <laughs> that's hurtful. That's fine. Well, <laughs> that's our show. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Angie. I'm Karen, not Evan. <laughs> I'm so I, I'm Evan. <laughs> I'm singing in the rain. <laughs> good night, everybody. And just remember, a good pun is like bread. It always rises to the occasion. Oh, can I shut this off now? <laughs> good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.